1: And Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. Oh, that's a lovely one. That's yep. Finley saying our Finley. names. Four-year-old Finley. Um, his mum, Abby, has sent this in. Oh, no, I, I mean, I'm laughing, but I, I feel so bad for these people. Um, This is my four-year-old Finley saying your names. He was supposed to t- start school yesterday and couldn't because he got struck down by the bloody virus last week. So oh. after all these months counting down the days, I could send him off. I still now have him at home oh. until he recovers. Oh, heartbreak, Abby, Abby. My heart goes. I cannot express how much of my heart has gone out to you. There, yeah. that is. I am. Um, I think everyone listening also as well. Poor old Finley. It's his new school and stuff like that. So he'll be starting a bit later, but I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. Um, I, I moved schools first couple of years and stuff, so it, is, it will be fun. Abby, hopefully he's better already. I think he's better already, but he's um, gotta wait a certain number of days <laughs>
0: oh, to go back me, in. That so is absolutely. Poor Abby, she's
1: had lockdown school holidays and now poor old Finley has got to stay off school for another couple of weeks. Do you but know what?
0: And- Full credit to Abby for, for taking him for the test in that situation. Oh, and, yeah. not, and not just keeping it to <laughs> herself. That is a very noble decision. I,
1: I think I, I personally, I think, don't quote me on this. I don't, I don't think that gets you out of it, does it? But actually do quote me on it. I, I genuinely think I would have been tempted to just send him in for a week, get his feet yeah. under the table. go, oh, yeah, he's, he is. Now you say it, he is a bit hot, isn't he? <laughs> He was just spooning in English mustard without any taste. So um, yeah, I'll probably take him for a test. But well done, Abby, for doing the right thing. Yeah, uh, well done oh, for doing the right brutal, thing. But please let us know how Finley gets on because I'd like to know how he got on with his first day at school so we can follow this whole story through. Abby, thank you very yes. much.
0: Um, anyway, Josh, how are you? Shall I tell you about my play date? So yes. I set this up, didn't I? You've been
1: hooking up with new guys, haven't you?
0: Hooking up with new guys. Um, it went well, Rob. It was good. Nice. It was it was a genuine success. So this is the person who goes. So, um, your daughter's friend at preschool. You daughter's friend at preschool. the yeah. parent. Approach the parent via text. Met up with them in the park. Nice. And uh, within I'd say five minutes my daughter had fallen over quite badly and grazed her knee oh okay yeah
1: how, how- when they fall over right because i'm almost to the point where i feel like i'm a bit heartless because kids will be. cry. you've got to be like no get up you're all right right. are you one of those
0: ones the worst thing you can do is go oof or
1: <laughs> that looked bad
0: yeah oh my god no <laughs> are
1: you all right yeah are you okay
0: yeah that's that's what you can't are you do
1: sure it looked really bad that looked like it really hurt are you okay
0: <laughs> i think you've just got to let them lead the emotion in that situation and then
1: try and like dampen the flames as it were
0: yeah, I, I don't think you, yeah, you know, I, w- I would never be like, I imagine Roy Keane would be with his child. Oh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? He'd be like, fucking man up.
1: Get up, um, get, get up, but, Ryan. come on. It's only few yeah. stitches.
0: <laughs> Walk it um, off. So then you'd occasionally get glances of the knee when she was going up a ladder and it looked bad, but we were like, we've got to carry on with the play date. Yeah. And we've come this far. It'd be awful to leave after five minutes. The knee was fine in the end. Um, It was great. Do you know what? She got on with the the other child very well indeed. Oh, that's good. And they're local, are they? they, They're around the corner? Well, they're moving away, so the whole thing was totally pointless. Oh, no! Oh, that's a pain, isn't it? It is a pain, but there you go. That's life. It's it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. And she had that one play date, and now she's back to having no mates.
1: Yes. So So then,
0: uh, it's her birthday in a few weeks. Uh, We... uh, Got in touch with our friend that uh, does children's birthdays. Yeah. And we were like, let's do this. Looking forward to it. Within 12 hours, the maximum of six people had been announced. Birthday abandoned. Oh, no. By that point, obviously, we discussed it with her, what she wanted. This is a nightmare. Absolute disaster. Birthday abandoned. Oh, and you you
1: mentioned it to her as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh no Oh Josh This is a terrible turn of events What was you What was you planning Well we were planning It's the middle of October So it was It was a difficult And we were obviously Worried about You know People being worried about COVID Yeah So we were going to do Something outside But with an indoor option In case it was pissing with rain Fair enough But now The dream is dead mate
1: Can't you Oh no Because they're too young As I say She could have a few people over But then you
0: can't Well maximum of six We're three So Yeah Do you have to be there I'll take one for the team. I mean, I always take one for the team when it comes to kids' parties. The worst case scenario would be that the three children are dropped off and the parents leave so that we're six, but we've got four children to look after. and well, I think that's what some people do when they get older. They just leave the kids. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what happens.
0: When would you leave a child at a birthday party?
1: I, I reckon from now, really, from them starting primary school, so five.
0: Imagine holding a birthday party, 20 children, none of them yours except two.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that's what happens because they're used to being in a group together and obviously so everyone sort of knows everyone because they're all at the school. So that's what I'm picking up on is that going forward, the party thing will be, right, here's my kid. I'll pick them up at four o'clock.
0: Do you think it's worth it? The one party you have to do a year, which would be hell on earth. Yeah. Is that worth it for the... 19 other weekends when you get to drop your child off well
1: that's what i'm sad do you know what they do in denmark i've I've read this book about having kids in denmark it's called a year of living danishly it's really good helen russell but you should i read it i someone said to me how do you feel about your daughter starting school and really. yeah quite chilled but i realized i'd read this book about raising kids in denmark in two days in an absolute subconscious panic worry (laughs) hell and so, why? What, what's the book about
0: raising kids in Denmark?
1: Well, I've always wanted to live abroad and I always wanted yeah. to. In, I love Copenhagen. I thought it would be quite a cool place to live. And they've got an amazing welfare system and stuff. And it's really just like a, a, nice, a nice place Very to live. Very progressive country. Yeah. So, I'm a big fan of Co- uh, Denmark and Copenhagen. But this book and it just sort of popped up. And she also does listen to this show, the author, Helen Russell. Oh, I get her on. So, I think we should get her on because Definitely. the way they do schooling is so madly different and, and childcare. And they what they do is kids are normally in childcare, like on state sponsored Childcare from can be six months if you want, like and go off and that and all the way through till school. And what they do is for kids parties is they go right, it's your daughter's party, so we are bringing the whole class to your house at midday for oh. one hour. And then one in hour. that hour, you play a game. They have some cake. They have something to eat. They put balloons on, boom, 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 boom and then the teacher takes them away. So you can set it all up, they're there for an hour, and then the teacher So it's just done bang, and then you keep the weekends to yourself.
0: Oh And that's that's a good
1: plan, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that is good. Oh my god, but what how slow that hour will feel.
1: (laughs) Come on, Jeff. It's only an hour. It'd be fun, wouldn't it?
0: It's only an hour. We've all thought that when we're sat watching something that's long and an hour and rubbish. (laughs) And also, you're never
1: gonna like them all. Just by probability.
0: No, of course not.
1: If you've got thirty not. people in your house and like you're not, picked, they just all decide to go to that school. There's got to be a good percentage that you would hate, some that are okay, some you like, and you can't, you know, and you can't show that emotion, can you? You're not allowed cake because I, I think you're going to be a bitch at 14.
0: And, and what about like <laughs> other parents are going to have rules on sugar and all that kind of stuff? Well, oh. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, but anyway, that's how they do it in Denmark. But I've realised I do want to raise my children in Denmark, but I'm six years too late.
0: I, I also think. I do think it would have an impact on your career if you're having to commute from Copenhagen. Yeah, but I'd be so cool though, wouldn't I? I'd just turn up my little Scandi glasses. I'd probably be thin because they're all thin. I think you just catch it, did not you? In like Scandinavia.
1: <laughs> I think you—it's like, it's like COVID, you just catch thin and tall.
0: Imagine if you turned into a kind of Scandinavian heartthrob.
1: Imagine being six foot two, it'd be too much, wouldn't it? If I was six foot like three, it would be too much to take, I think. There's too much of me at this height.
0: It would be a bit much if you were like, if you look like Tom Davis, it would just get yeah. a bit too, it would just yeah. get a bit too much. Because
1: <laughs> it's, it's a bit much already, but imagine like, I'm sort of like energy and like in your face, like. like but this, but imagine being like looming over you, like there's absolute bulk.
0: But is this, your is your personality that you're trying to make up for your small kind of? I mean, I don't want to compare you, but like people always say about Napoleon being very short.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what I'm trying to make up for. Would I still be funny if I look like Thor? This is how you can get in touch.
0: <laughs> um, do you want some emails, Rob?
1: Oh, please. It's the lockdown parody mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. Right. Do you, Before that, do you think there'll be another thing that comes in to replace emails? What
0: you know? Like, this let- has turned into Tomorrow's World. I'm just saying. Can emails get any quicker? The the thing slowing them down is the write the person writing them. Dictation will happen. No one's doing dictation at the moment, are they? You'd have to be <laughs> mad to be doing that. Well, I'd,
1: I'd love to be able to
0: just to think something and it appeared in Word. I would absolutely hate that. That would be one of the worst things that could ever happen. <laughs> really? Why? Because you'd leave it on and you'd it would, it would just start putting up your thoughts and it'd be. <laughs> Yeah, like a bit of work oh it's a funny parenting idea
1: yeah. oh, be, they've gone out actually maybe I can pop upstairs quickly
0: oh. and um, then you'd like for, the email would forward on or something you'd oh, like go okay. for a piss and you'd be caught in your own thoughts and then you'd come back and you'd just send you all your pissed thoughts to your yeah. agent
1: I should definitely carry on cutting out wheat because my arse is in pieces <laughs> have you heard back about Marley and <laughs> <laughs> Also, I've got to tell you this before we do emails. I went and did some filming in Huddersfield last week and I stayed in this hotel that was completely empty. I met up with Alex Brooker on one of the evenings. No one in the hotel apart from me. I was the only And They went to me, What time do you want breakfast? I went, When can I have it? They went, Whenever you want. You're the only one here. Right. And then I found out, listen to this headline Huddersfield Hotel transformed into UK's first coronavirus care home in three weeks. (gasps) The UK's first nightingale care home to help the surge in vulnerable people amidst the coronavirus pandemic has opened in a hotel in West Yorkshire, and it was just me. Wow. Anyway, but lovely breakfast. Oh, they could knock out an egg. I'm telling you, if I if I stayed there as an older person, I would have loved those eggs. But um, yeah, no, it was um, all good. Should we crack
0: on and stop the yes. coronavirus? <laughs> Should we get some Macy Gray on? Okay. You asked for stories of siblings born close together. This is from Jane Crockett. My brother-in-law had a colleague in the US. This colleague and his wife were unable to get pregnant, so they decided to use a surrogate. The woman who was a surrogate got pregnant. Three months later, the colleague's wife found out that she was also pregnant. The couple's siblings are therefore three months apart. Oh, my God. So it's three months' age difference. So it's basically twins. Imagine having a child and thinking there's another one on the way in three months. Oh, my Oh, no. I mean, uh, I think that,
1: uh, is that better or worse than Twins? I think it's, um, it's better because one will be a bit more s- stable and settled, but you've got to do it all again, just so yeah, close then, after. You yeah, always yeah, want I to do it in one
0: blast. There is, I, I know people with Twins would dispute this, obviously. There is the advantage <laughs> with Twins. Every night you're getting through two bad nights. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and also as well, you've not got to have the stress of another labour, because they all stress. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, oh exactly. God, is it all all right? Okay, uh, this is from Claire Hunt. I just wanted to let you know about the gap between my first and second babies. They are ten and a half months apart. Oh uh, right, okay, so this is the record so far for the yeah. for the from the same woman. Basically, when my son was eleven weeks old, <laughs> yeah. a time in which they'd not stopped crying and slept no more than two hours, I discovered I was six weeks pregnant. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> oh. People are animals, Rob. <laughs> no offense to <man>. that, <laughs> Every week between the middle of September and the end of October, my son and daughter are the same age. I'd like to tell you what the first two years were like, but they're a total blur. You're
1: shagging all the time, probably.
0: (laughs) Four four years later. (laughs) Well, you're not going to believe this. So, have you got any thoughts on that one, Rob? When
1: when are you allowed to have sex after, after you give birth? Because we're currently up to five and a half years in my (laughs) house.
0: I'm gonna. (laughs) I've said this to my friend, right? And. He, I don't believe this is true, but this is what a midwife told him. He said. Also, don't do not get too graphic about it. It obviously no. depends on
1: how traumatic or not traumatic. Of course. to course. Because if course. there's a cesarean or if there's stitches needed, I think it's probably the most delicate way to put yeah. it. That, that it does put you out the game for a little while, doesn't it? So it, it depends- also depends. You can't judge.
0: How- how- no, well, I'm not judging. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, it, it also depends how knackered and ruined your life is. Some, you know, some people have more stamina than others. Some people have more robust
1: vaginas. That's just the way of life. So we cannot judge, can we, Josh?
0: That's how you end your stand-up tour show as well, isn't it, with that speech?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's just a part of life. Some people have
0: more robust vaginas than other people's. My name's Rob Beckett. Uh, Keep supporting live comedy. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Stay safe. Um, so... My friend, I told this to... Am I allowed
1: to say Robust Vaginas as a cis match. Yeah,
0: it's one of my favourite bands, the Robust Vaginas. Um. The
1: Robust... (laughs) That would be a great band name, wouldn't it? It
0: would be good. What do you
1: reckon their fans would call them for short? Because Biffy Claro are called... It's Mon the Biff. And it right. So, yeah. what would the robust vagina call themselves? That like, would. Or, uh, I, do, I um, think we
0: should leave this conversation just as because as, because uh, the R badge, the R badge. Should we leave this conversation? I feel like you're a bit uncomfortable with my robust. vagina Well, you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. Oh no. From my friend, go on. Our midwife. I told him this, and he said, "Our midwife told us she once delivered the baby, spent about an hour doing all the checks, put the baby in the cot, left the room, came back five minutes late, and the parents were humping." No. That cannot be true. That is not that is not correct use of a hospital bed. I mean, there's robust vaginas in there's robust vaginas. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's human. That is unbelievable. And to the point where I actually don't believe it. Um, so if you've got children that are closer together than what's that? Nine, ten and a half months. Then yeah, um,
1: I mean, that couple. I mean, you can't I don't, you can't get pregnant an hour after giving birth, can you? I don't think everything's back in order then, is it? To, no, to I don't be, think you can. From a science perspective. Because <laughs> that would be an literally bang on nine months. So, yeah, ten and a half months, that's
0: the winner so far. I mean, that is unbelievable. Um, do you want to hear some more stuff that isn't about this? Basically? Yeah, let's, let's let's move on from the, the, the age gap. I, have, I feel I have to email to discuss Rob's opinion on the name Agnes. Okay, yeah. Please find attached a photo of my toddler. Her name is Agnes. Oh, Though I do not hold uh, authority on baby names, I can assure you Agnes is very much still used in the 21st century. Side note, my partner has warned me against revealing this. She was six weeks early and we hadn't firmed up a name for her. Given her sudden arrival, we panicked and named her after our dog. Oh, nut! No. so the dog is called Agnes as well? Yeah. I think that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> that's just, I'm sorry. I, I don't can't know. wait for her to ask why she's called Agnes when she grows up. Well, how old's the dog? If the dog's 16, yeah.
1: And then, you know, and, the, and the, by the time, you know, Agnes, the human, grows up, she'll, the dog will be gone. So it won't be yeah. really an issue. But to have them in the same house
0: for a long period. Well, they, it says they've had the dog put down for the, for the very what? reason be- of the name. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> We've killed the dog. Um, <laughs> Agnes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. I wonder if there's any parents listening that regret na- the name of their child.
0: Oh, yeah. Send them in. That's got to Send be. Them in. She's a very cute little child. The photo, she's a very cute little Agnes. Oh. I'm starting to fully get on board with it as a, as a name. I'm, but sure I'm not really using oh, it. It's a
1: lovely name. I'm sure she, you know, she's a cute little kid doing a bit of cross-stitch, going down the bridge club. Do you know what I mean? Getting her <laughs> bits of bobbed in order. You know, loves VE Day. Oh, I've got a quick IVF email. And I can't remember who yeah. it was from, but it really made me laugh, that said there was a fan in the room and he couldn't concentrate because every time he nearly got there, the fan went on him and it put oh him off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> like a
1: cold breeze on his bum. <laughs> 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 it was in
0: the old uh, deposit room. Um, let's cut to the chase, Rob. You got any salty emails? We have, actually. gets quite a lot of,
1: lot of saltiness coming in here. Um, this is a very unsalty Josh, which I'm not a fan of, really. Oh, my
0: God. I to haven't told you about my salty incident. Oh, come on. So I got I got started on in the park. <laughs>
1: Right, well, yeah, come on. Well, yeah, sorry. You're all right, though. Have I not beaten. told you this? No, no, but no, I'm already laughing.
0: So I was there with my personal trainer, right?
1: <laughs> sorry. I, do, I don't know. Every sentence gets
0: funnier. Go on. But what exercise are you doing before as I come over? What was I doing? Um, Chin-ups. Chin-ups, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, press-ups. So that kind of stuff. On there's like, you know, there's a little bit of equipment, but we weren't totally using it. We were kind of... In and about that area. And then um, uh, we did like a rep on one thing. Mm-hmm. And then you know how you go off and you do like a, another set and then you come back to use it. Yeah. And he was on there. And um, we were like, oh, can we use that after you? And he totally flipped. Really? It was Just talk
1: me through the bloke who started on you. Can you give us a So he was big. He was big. a big bloke. Age? Um,
0: probably about 40. He was doing... You know when big, strong people in the gym are doing stuff to try and impress other people to show them how strong they are, like doing really fast press-ups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'd say his... What's his body shape like? What's his body shape like? Yeah. Like a triangle. Not as big as The Rock,
1: but bigger than Jason no. Statham.
0: He lacked The Rock's charisma and charm.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right, so yeah, he's,
1: he's on your bit of equipment.
0: <laughs> I'd say his personal skills were similar to... Um, if you imagine someone who's come back from Vietnam and they've seen stuff that's happened and they've never really recovered from it. That yeah, kind but, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of hair trigger that <laughs> yeah. he was on. So he just flipped. It was one of the strangest things. Like flipped, like angry, like 1am outside a kebab shop in a parochial town anger. Oh no. It was so mad. How big's your personal trainer though? She, she? Uh, okay. is uh, about the size of me. So, it's an unfair fight. He's bigger than both of you. He's bigger than both of us. Yeah. And it it would have felt unfair for me to tell my personal trainer that she had to fight him. You've got the best engine, so why don't you go first, tire him out, then I'll (laughs) headbutt him after. So, anyway, he just flipped. Yeah. And he was like, he was ranting and he was so mad. And he was like, I'm I'm using the equipment. Right? And then I I just calmly said to him, what's this really about?
1: (laughs) I,
0: absolutely, I was really pleased with it. Oh, like, this is been... about the equipment, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like so mad. We basically got bullied off the equipment. We had to leave Wow. Oh. We got bullied off the equipment. When we left, he said, watch out if I see you around here again. It was oh. like, oh. it was absolutely mad. It feels like you're, you're
1: a new school teacher in, in a city school and you're getting bullied by the kids at the start. Also,
0: it was 9.30 in the morning. What's happened in his day so oh. far? Oh, no. It was one of the maddest things oh, I've ever it? experienced. But it did make me think, is he just a listener who's trying to get a salty... Um, is, is this going to come in on email?
1: Yeah. I think that you were as well within your rights to be salty there, Josh.
0: I was totally within my... I've never, ever in my life to be bullied off a piece of equipment at the age of 37. <laughs> I was bullied in the park rob by the bigger boy at the age of 37. <laughs> it never stops, does it? It never stops.
1: Oh, oh Josh. Well, well done for like, stand up for yourself because you don't to have a fight of him.
0: And I, I was really pleased with asking what it was really about. Yeah, I hope that when he closes his eyes at night, he's really going to have a think about that.
1: Um, right, would well, you want some uh, unsalty, Josh? Because can see you've had a bit of salty. Well, this is a nice message about you, Josh. Um, uh, we've got a listener here, Terry Smith. Sounds like a made-up name, Terry Smith. I think I worked with him. Anyway, <laughs> he said he likes the podcast. Blah 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 blah. I just want to share a very unsalty Josh story from a few years ago when he started off his tour in Oxford back in twenty fifteen uh, yeah. opening night. It, yep. was, it was my birthday around the day of the show, and I was looking forward to seeing it. Um, to be honest, Terry, we, that doesn't help this message. No one cares, but happy birthday anyway. <laughs> you know, people do that, and people go, it was my birthday, actually, at the so time. No one cares, mate. Do you know I mean, you're, you're a grown person. Does anyone care about birthdays? Do you care about your birthday, Josh? No,
0: I try not to, no.
1: I but think you know. I've just got, to be fair, I'm going to apologise to Terry here. I've just got a chip on my shoulder because my birthday's 2nd of January, and it is the worst oh, birthday in the world. So I, I've never had a yeah, birthday, whereas Terry, really.
0: that, would have been, that would have been a lovely Oh, Early yeah. Early September. That's a great oh, date.
1: Great day. Kids are back in school. Go on all day. Let, let someone else pick them up. Anyway, he was at the gig. And there was a message came out. And basically, there was a power cut and the, and, the, and the, 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 you couldn't go ahead with the show. Yeah. And you got on the mic, Mr. Unsorty Josh Winnicombe, and apologised to everyone. The show couldn't go ahead because of the lack of power. However, you bought everyone who had a ticket that night a drink from the bar. Did I? Well, yeah, I mean it was that's a quite... regret now. But yeah, I did do that. Yeah, I mean it's only a twenty-eight capacity that venue, um, so <laughs> sort of it was one bottle round. of wine. No, that's a that's a big gig in Oxford. That's a lot of that's a lot of drinks, John. That's probably how many,
0: That's probably about a thousand people, isn't it? That gig? No, it was a while ago though, Rob. So it wasn't the, it wasn't the one I did this time. No, it was the one in between the Glee and the big one. It was about six or seven hundred, maybe.
1: You bought seven hundred drinks?
0: Oh, Josh, I think. I'm going to be honest, I think the theatre did them for me at cost price.
1: Oh, okay. well, to be fair, like you're looking at
0: around 1,500 quid there, yeah, though, Josh. So yeah.
1: well, well played. it's very kind
0: Thank of you. you. I remember um, leaving that gig yeah. and bumping into an audience member in the street, and they were so delighted with their free drink. The implication was that they preferred the free drink to the potential of seeing the show. Well, I mean, I just
1: think, do you know what? You didn't have to do that. That was just a problem at the venue. If anything, the venue should have, because it's not your problem if the electric goes, you know. No. So, if anything, but you and the venue. It was combined. on the whole
0: street. The whole street had gone down, right? You
1: bought it for the whole street. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. <laughs>
0: I've um, over-told you my other free drink story, which I didn't buy. So me and James A. Kester in a train crash. Oh, yeah, so it was the night of the Leicester comedy thing.
1: Oh, yeah, bring this up the time you beat me in a comedy competition, <laughs> Josh Winnicombe. Anyway, Even though you've st- been going two years longer than me, it was a oh, new no, competition. Oh, let's not get involved in it. I'm fine with it. I'm over it.
0: Yeah, of uh, course. Cool. Uh, Dan Bland came second. Dan Bland, yeah. He beat me. He was not up for doing this podcast with me, but I'm glad you did it. <laughs> but I'm... Um, <laughs> Lovely fella, Dan Bland, and he was a de- deadpan as well, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I, I wasn't there in time for his set because I had been in the... Oh, yeah, uh, big, my big tra- Hidicum,
1: turned up late, had already done a bit my of telling. My trainer
0: derailed. Oh, derailed yeah. I hadn't Likely really done a bit story. of telly. My yeah. trainer derailed. <laughs> Terrifying derailing. Yep. Could have lost... Me and James Acaster. I mean, the podcasting community. You and Ed Gamble would be currently oh, top of the podcast charts together.
1: I would have earned in panel shows if you two got <laughs> knocked on the head back in 2011. <laughs> can you imagine um, it? I'd be buying drink to everyone all the time.
0: <laughs> so we got derailed. Four hours we had to sit there. Then we got taken off the train. We had to get walked to the other train, which took an hour. And we got on the next train, and they came around and they had the little trolley, and they were like, "You can have one thing, one thing free off it." Oh. And a guy took a Stella off it and he turned to his wife and he went, this is amazing, isn't it? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, mate? Five <laughs> hours, you've got one free Stella. And that's how much people are willing. Rob, if you split up, split up with Lou but offered her a free drink, she'd take it, mate. People don't give a shit. The moment there's a free drink sniffing around. Well, do you know what? I've, I've got the train up to, when I went to Huddersfield, right? I've got the
1: train up and it was, they, they booked me first class travel, which is very kind of them, the, the production company. On the train, yeah, they come around. Normally, if you go first class, you pay more because you obviously there's better seats and stuff and you get food and drink, don't you? you get, um, during the week, it's like free booze, right? That's yeah. part of the deal. Anyway, so I got them there and went, oh, yeah, it's a limited menu um, because of COVID. I was like, okay, fair enough. She went, um, so you can have tea, coffee, water and crisps or biscuits. I was like, I've not gone to my fucking nan's house. <laughs> they spent about 300 quid on this train ticket. Why can't they put a beer or a little bottle of wine in the same time as they put the water in? Why can't you have a sandwich? What, what kind of corona is going to get in a sandwich? Why can't I have a sandwich?
0: I think what they've done there is they shouldn't have said limited menu. They should have said we're not doing food.
1: There's, there's no menu. It's just still water yeah. or tea and coffee. But the, sure. anyway, I think it's an opportunity to save money, isn't it? But yeah, that's what I found ridiculous. Um, Yeah, so, salty salt. So. Do you want any more salties? Yeah. Oh, I've got another one here. So they came down to London for a little touristy trip in 2018 around Christmas time. Anyway, there was on the tube and he says, I couldn't help but notice what appeared to be the one and only Josh Whittacombe seated and alone, but for some reason wearing a pair of bedraggled Converse All-Stars that he'd probably bought off a hobo outside the station. You do wear scruffy clothes, Josh. I don't wear scruffy clothes. I wear scruffy trainers. Can I tell you something, right, about my parents and their opinion of you? And I don't want you to take this to heart. They love you. They think you're really funny. They always ask for tickets to come and see you. They watch your DVDs, but they say, it always looks a bit grubby. Unacceptable. They think you look a bit me- messy and a bit
0: dirty. D- How can I? Uh, I- <laughs> you look I, a bit I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. Since lockdown, your parents have got a point. I reckon my showering has <laughs> decreased by 50%. <laughs>
1: No, but on the telly, this is. And I, I do you know what I think it is? Because you're not a dirty person, you're not a smelly person. Because there are comics like that, you, everyone tries to avoid. Your, but your trainers, you need to keep them in Better Nick for telly. I don't want to look like Jay Z. Like I've gone box fresh. I'll, I'll stop you there. You'll never look like Jay Z. So don't <laughs> worry about that. <laughs> but if you, I think you just need some TV trainers because I'd, I, I, I remember, do that,
0: Rob. I do that. I have, a, I have my pair of
1: TV trainers. The yeah, but they're art. not clean enough. J- Josh, working class people like nice shoes and trainers on people. It might look like you've put an effort in, yeah? So I did Sunday night at the Palladium and Rasheen Connery text went, my mum can't stop talking about you. I went, oh, really? She's she like my stand-up. She went, well, yeah, she didn't really mention the stand-up. She just kept on saying, oh, we had a lovely pair of shoes on, <laughs> such lovely shiny shoes. <laughs> so I
0: think it's your shoes. So the last legs back mid-October, first episode, I'm going to be in a pair of box-fresh trainers. Yes. Tune and I, in. you know
1: what? I'm going to say to someone, mum, did you watch it? And I reckon they'll go, oh, yeah, you look lovely. I okay, think that's the key. to it. Anyway, so, it. so this is from – and this has been brought up by someone else about your um, battered converse. Well, that, that,
0: that, that, that is my day-to-day. Yeah, but that, that gosh, it's not 1997 anymore. You don't look
1: like you're in an indie band. You just look old. You don't like you're not earning. <laughs> anyway, so you sat there with your terrible shoes on. And um, <laughs> this guy, I'll grab his name <laughs> – Um, Mr Fox Do you know what
0: I should do I'll put a photo now Of my current trainers That I was wearing this morning We can put them on the Instagram Yes please Send them to me And I'll bang them up And people can judge them you don't do Instagram Like I have to do it If you're my man man. I'll be honest They look like the trainer version If you know the shoes In Shawshank Redemption That he puts (laughs) in the box At the end (laughs)
1: Right, so we'll put them up. So he's had a go, Mr. Fox had a go. Anyway, you're on the train. Um, Rachel, my girlfriend, and I are big fans of the last leg. So they gestured with a nod to indicate something of interest behind her. She took a sly glance. Also, when you say sly glance, it's never a sly glance. It's the most obvious stare at someone ever when people have a i love when people notice famous people on trains. The sly people aren't as sly as they think. Have you ever noticed that, Josh? Yeah. Very, very obvious. Anyway. She took a sly glance back and looked back at me with a joyous glint in her eye. Is that Josh, she said. I confirmed it was. And she said, should I, should I say hi? Now, being an out-of-towner in the big, scary city, I'm well aware of the unwritten rules of the underground. Don't make eye contact with anyone. Don't, under any circumstances, acknowledge, smile, or approach to speak to anyone of for safety this includes people you are riding with, especially if it's a celeb of any stature, especially if they have their head in a book, and especially if they also have their headphones in. Now, Josh Winnicott, this Headphones I mean, in. Hit headphones in and a book out. I mean, the only other thing you could have is VR goggles on.
0: I just love culture, Rob. I just love culture. I'm music. I've got book. I'm just That
1: screams to me. Yes, I'm on the tube. Don't even dare fucking talk to me. <laughs> headphones in and a book screens I'm not here For to sure. communicate, <laughs> doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I can't so, even read. <laughs>
1: And your hearing's not great.
0: I was listening to an audio book of the book I was holding. That's the way I do it. <laughs> yeah. Just scan along and try and put it all together. <laughs> See if they have missed a word. Someone must have done that at some point. Oh, well, we didn't
1: say that there. Um, anyway, so back to Josh, a household celeb sitting on the tube, minding his own business in his trampy shoes, <laughs> reading a book whilst listening to some music through his wide appled earbuds. And my girlfriend wants to say hi. Anyway. Um, so he didn't want to say hello. He felt embarrassed. So he said, at this point, I'd rather have been playing knock, knock and run with Oscar Pistorius as it would have been safer. So a little bit of a joke about death there. So Mr. Fox, we haven't got his first name yet. He's very anti uh, his wife, Rachel, having a chat. Anyway, so as um, she turned and spoke and bearing in mind that no one speaks in the tube, and she's had to speak slightly louder and normal to make her voice heard over the unknown volume of the music in his ears. Hi, Josh. Oh, no. I just had to take this chance to say how much of a fan we are and how much we love The Last leg. And then it happened. Josh slowly lowered his book and closed it without even inserting a bookmark. <laughs> so you're not Can't reading read. it, are you, Josh? Can't read, <laughs> Can't read. He removed his earbuds one at a time, then proceeded to engage in a wonderful conversation with Rach and thanked her for acknowledgement and recognition. I don't know if that was your direct words. That's no, quite yeah. a thank you for the acknowledgement and yeah, recognition. Acknowledgement and recognition. <laughs> but I think that's what you implied. He was an absolute delight and even pose for the attached photo. Wait,
0: I said, uh, what's this really about? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, anyway, thank you, Josh, for being completely unsalty. I only wish I'd oh, seen you again later in the day so I could point it out pointed you in the direction of the pre-Christmas sale at Soul Trader, where they had 70% off men's shoes. All right, that's Um, only for the slam at the end.
0: (laughs) And it's a very cosy pre-COVID pick. I'll send it to you on the group. They Um, look very like when you ever see anything now that's like pre-COVID, even if you're just watching a TV show, it feels weird. It seems, Matt, yeah. It feels so weird to see. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? But yeah, so they loved you. You're, you're a lovely guy. Oh, well, hold on, very yeah. nice. Thank you. Um, you're not salty at all. That's that's the well, answer Well, let's see. Let's
1: see. Yeah, thanks for emailing. In. Uh, there's so much stuff coming. We're trying to get through it all. So don't worry if we've not read yours out. Responded, but it's it's quite. It's getting to the the tipping point, Josh. Of just, I think I'm I'm swamped. Yes, but it's, it's in a good way. Good way. So keep keep sending it in because some you know some of it is 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 you know dreadful, but most of it's great. <laughs>
0: We do read them all. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, they're generally, it's so nice to hear that people are engaged. Uh, a little too engaged, but there we go, some people. Um, thank you very much. We'll be back on Tuesday. Oh, we've got a banger of an ep. Who have we got? The one, the only, Peter Crouchy Crouch. Crouchy. He's yes, got please. four children. Four children. Peter Crouch, England legend, cannot wait, podcasting legend. See them. Bye.